Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! It's bulls and blood, it's the dust and mud, it's the roar of the Sunday crowd. Welcome to the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast. You're in the shoots with Eric Helberg. And guys, you're not going to believe this. We have got former professional bull rider, and at that time was number 86 in the world, Mr. Micah Morales in the house. And you know this is a show about all things pertaining to men. How in the hell did we get here? And where is it that we want to go? Well, we're going to hear Mr. Morales' journey. And we're going to kick this mother off right now. And, you know, we could start with a myriad of questions because I would tell you we've talked about warfighters on here. We've talked about other dangerous and badass pursuits. But are there any that are more dangerous than bull riding? And don't we love to see these dudes? All right. Mr. Michael Morales, thank you for coming on the show. You're very welcome. And the first question I have for you, why in the world did you want to be a bull rider? Well, when I was a kid, uh, I seen some guys on TV doing this crazy thing, getting on these big old cow-looking thing. And then I went to ask my dad, and I went to ask my grandpa, what is that all about? And next thing you know, I'm four years old, toting a little bull rope, and <laughs> bull bag and a set of spurs and a pair of chaps. I'm going to these rodeos. I'm right behind my dad everywhere he's going. And I'm getting on these little rank calves jumping like deer. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it's it pretty rough. I uh, get thrown on my head a couple of times and realize that ain't what I want to do. And, and then I crave it again. And my grandpa would be over uh, bringing in cows. And next thing you know, we'd be over giving them shots, worming, you know, taking care of them. Right before they turn them loose out of that squeeze chute, he'd come here, boy. You want to get on one? Heck yeah, Paul, let's do this. He'd reach up there and grab the old hay rope, and he'd twist it up and put me on a calf, and down a red dirt road we'd go. <laughs> and I was doing everything I could to hang on, and then I realized, man, this is fun, and I didn't know I could get paid to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> next thing you know, I'm about uh, 14, 15 years old, and uh, I started going to this place called Johnny Granger's down in Cal, Texas, and... Uh, I started getting on some bulls over there and uh, started really realizing that I'm liking this. Even though it was kind of still numb to me, there's so much going on. Uh, finally, I said, you know what? If this man over here can ride this bull bucking way harder than what I've been getting on, why can't I? So I went to really just getting into it and really getting into it and trying to figure out what it is that they're doing that I'm not. And uh, a guy told me one time, he says, if that's what you want to do, you truly want to do that for you, and that's what you want in your heart. He said, dig down a little bit deeper. And he said, try all you got. Do not let your hand come out of that bull rope till your head hits the ground. That's what you call try. You're landing on your feet. You ain't trying. You're giving up. I said, okay. Damn. I, okay. I got this. Well, next thing you know, I get up in the senior bull riding in Buena, Texas at a Redbud Festival. Now I'm about 17 years old. 
And uh, I remember, never forget Bull's uh, brand number, number 22. And uh, a buddy of mine, Eddie Wolford, says, uh, man, this little boy here throw me. I said, whatever, because Eddie Dale was a sticky dude. He was one of the guys I really looked up to. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, here I go. This little boy jumps up there, starts spinning one way, jumps up out of it, turns back the other way. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I start seeing money signs, and I don't even know what I'm doing. I can't even remember the ride, to tell you the truth. And I step off, <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm up there to pay when I'm getting some money. I'm like, wow, okay, this is my first big win. I got this from here on out. I turned 18. I decided I was going to join the pro rodeo. I joined the pro rodeo. Boy, that was a whole different old ball, ball game there. I think <laughs> it's like, I'll tell you what it's like. You take your hand. Uh-huh. You tie a five-foot rope to that hand. Right. You're in a two-story building. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. You take, <laughs> listen to me, you take a little old one-ounce weight and throw it out on the end of that rope. You ain't, ain't nothing, is it? No. Nope. That's like these amateur rodeos. Now, you take a five-gallon bucket full of water and you throw it on that rope and you hang on to it. It jerks you. Man, it jerks you. crazy. <laughs> we play like crazy. So I said, you know what? I've got to do something totally different. And uh, I had to change my riding style. I had to change the way I live, basically. Uh, you got friends. That always, you know, they pick with you, they joke with you. Oh, you can't do that, man. You can't, can't do that for a living. It's all up to you what you have in your heart. And uh, if that's what you want to do, go for it. And uh, don't chase your dream. Everybody says, chase your dream, chase your dream. When you're chasing something, what is it doing? It's running from you. Just live your dream. Just live your dream, and it will all come to you. Before you know it, you're already living that dream, and you don't even realize it, you know? I feel you. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. You said a couple of things when you were kind of leading up to how you became a pro, I guess we would call it a PRCA, card-carrying bull ride. PRCA, CPA, okay. bunch of different associations. So you're talking about try, and uh, that one old-timer told you, hell no, you keep holding on until you hit mm -hmm. your head, not landing on your feet. All right, and we'll go back and forth in this and, and touch upon some different things. What do you think? Mm, because I think you could probably look at some skilled cowboys. Maybe they look fit. Maybe they have the look, whatever. How can you tell the difference between someone who has some try in them and is not going to give up? Or what do you think makes up an actual, and I'm not talking other rough stock stuff. That's its own deal. But what makes a good bull rider? Well, first of all, it's got to be in your heart. Okay. And if you don't have it in your heart, I don't care what it is. You're not, you're not going to give it all. You're all, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're doing it for somebody else or you're doing it for something, you know, you're doing it for the wrong reason. It's a very dangerous sport. Yes, I understand that. But we all know we're going to go one day. And I'd rather be doing something I love, you know, and, and when I go. But I'm going to tell you like this. If you'll watch somebody. Mm-hmm. And they go, you see them at that practice pen, and they're getting on four or five, and they get on some good bulls, ranked bulls, you know, stuff that goes down the road. And they ain't crying, they ain't, man, I don't know if I want to do this, I don't know. And they got that doubt in their mind and their mindset, they ain't going to make it like that. Mm -hmm. You know, for say, you take a pair of boxing gloves, and you go to a first grade class, you throw a boxing glove to one of them kids, you know in your right mind you can beat that kid boxing, correct? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when you sit down in that bucket sheet, you got to get that mindset, hey, he's already rode. If you have any doubt in your mind, oh, man, I'm scared. What if he does this? What if? What if? What if? 
What if it gets you hurt? Hesitation gets you hurt worse than anything in this world when you're riding bulls. It has to be all in action. You have to react so fast. You don't have time to think. It's a habit. And I tell everybody this. You want to be a bull rider? You going to be tough? Are you tough? They say, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm tough. Okay, <laughs> we're going to see how tough you are. Because it's going to happen. You just don't know how bad or when it's going to happen, you know. But when it happens, do they get right back up in that saddle? And do they get on, you know? And you're thinking to yourself, hmm. Now we're fixing to find out if he really got the guts, you know. Uh, I was in Tyler, Texas. And uh, my, my spur, when I went to come off a bull, my spur got hung on a flank rope. Mm. Bust in back of my neck, back of my head, all down my back, all in my ribs, all in my stomach. I couldn't get out. I was hung. My foot was literally hung in there, and I was upside down. Well, finally, when I come out of there, I, I remember sitting in an ambulance, and I was getting fuzzy. I'm thinking, what am I doing this for? And then... It wasn't just the next weekend. I'm thinking, man, why are we going to this bull riding? <laughs> and come to find out, doctor told me not to. Well, I know how I feel. He can't tell me. He don't know how I feel. I know I can do this. Yeah, I was sore, but I wasn't going to show it. But that's when I knew, man, I, I don't know if it's an addiction or it's something I truly love. And you know what? It, it is. It's just something you truly love. If there's something out there you truly love, you're going to do everything in your power and will to get it and do it. If you don't, you don't love it. I just, I don't, I, that's just the way it is, you know? Well, I mean, one time you were telling me a story, Micah, about uh, you were going up to uh, Alberta, the Calgary Stampede, and you were so well known that one of the vendor sponsors, you show up out there, they've got your bull riding glove. Hell, you probably had a bull riding rope delivered. You knew Mr. Bailey of the Bailey Hat Company would make yeah, you a hat any time. Sure I met but, him in, uh, in, uh, down in Wyoming, Cody Wyoming. But what what I really liked, and maybe you were the same way, was how all those kids would come up to you. Man. And uh, that, that, what, how did all that happen? Uh, everybody's like, oh, you're just there for attention. You're, it's nothing but attention. Because oh, I'm going to tell you something. I go out there and make a ride. I, I will put my hat down in front of my face. I get embarrassed real quick. I don't like being the center of attention of a big, big crowd. But when even kids, you see them kids come up to you? And they ask you, and they, and they just, you see it in their eyes, they're like, wow. Hmm. Man, it's just, it's, it's a different feeling, because I'm going to tell you something. This one kid, I'll never forget to this day, come up to me. And uh, he was just, he was just oohing and gone over everything. I, I mean, he would not take his eyes off of me. <laughs> and uh, his mom walked up there and grabbed that kid and said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. She says, uh, I don't mean for him to bother you. I said, ma'am, he's not bothering me. As long as this baby... Wants to stay right here, let him. He ain't bother me none. And she's like, okay. If you don't mind, I said, no, ma'am, I don't. Well, next thing you know, I go out there and I ride my bull. I end up giving my back number and I end up giving my glove. Wow. And this kid, <clears throat> man, he stuck to me so hard and I'll never forget. I, we took pictures together. And this is going to hit hard, you know. His mama, this is what I thought was his mama. Yeah. It wasn't his mama, mm. that was his grandma. And uh, his mama had passed away, giving birth. Mm. His daddy died overseas, you know, fighting for the country and uh, for our freedom. And his daddy supposedly was a bull rider too. Jeez. And I just, man, I I, I was supposed to leave a little early that night, but I didn't, I couldn't go, you know. Because I remember when I was young watching these big guys getting on bulls, and I'll never forget, you know, Paint Lewis's arena down in, Farsville, around Burkeville, Texas. I was a little kid getting on them roping calves and 
I just looked up to a lot of them guys. Well, anyways, I walked over to that mechanical bull and I told that guy, and I said, look, let me tell you, long story short, let me tell you about this kid. And I told him, I said, here's $100. I said, let this kid ride as long as he wants. Just don't throw him. He said, sir, that kid ain't paying you. You ain't paying a dime. That kid ain't paying a dime. Bring him up here. And I brought him up there, and, man, they announced him like he was somebody big, and that kid had the biggest <laughs> smile. And I told his grandma, I said, you know, whatever that boy decides to do, do me a favor. I said, support him. Don't push him. Support him. Mm-hmm. It might be baseball, football, whatever it is, support him 100%, because that's where his heart's leading to, and he will be 100% a lot better doing that than something you want, and he don't even want to do He ain't got no likings to it. He might pursue that into a career, you know? The way things are going nowadays, anything, any kind of sport seems like it's just popping up, you know? Yeah. But as long as them kids won't be active doing something instead of staying behind the video games all day, yep. go for it, man. Go for it. Well, I mean, think about it like this, Micah, and um, we're going to come back to this, this question. I'm just kind of framing it. Look how you, I would think, you wanted to belong to something, and you found that, you know, this group of bull riders mm-hmm. or that particular part of rodeo gave you a sense of belonging. You were kind of part of the elite. You're definitely doing something different. There are only so many bull riders in the world. And look at how this boy looked up to you, and look at his backstory. He was looking for somewhere to belong. Mm-hmm. You delivered on that to him. Okay. Let's hold that because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to what did you learn about yourself while you were still competing professionally? How did it shape you as a man? But just because you're such a tough guy and a sentimental guy, we're going to move on so we can get you going here. You mentioned how you can never have any fear. And I've seen you guys in live when y'all get into the shoot on the back of that bull and I guess the cowboys are helping you and you're setting your bull rope, but then all of a sudden that bull starts jumping around in the chute while you're in it or trying to. You never had a bull that you had such a reputation or you never had a bull that you're like, I know this guy's going to be a bastard, man. This is going to be one hell of a deal. Or what were you thinking? Well, fear, if you, like, if you take that fear. Yep. I ain't going to say, if, I, if he, any guy ever been on a bull and told you he's never been scared, he's a he bald-faced liar. Because I'm going to tell you right now, he's a human being. <laughs> he might can hide it pretty good, but he's lying. They, you take that fear and you bottle it up and you put it in that place, your own place, where you can use that for energy, for, for anything that you can to conquer what you want to conquer. You know, me, I get scared. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not, something, <laughs> something's got to give. I'm fixing to move, do something different, or something's going to happen. And, uh, uh, man, I, I guess the best thing I can tell you is this. Mm-hmm. You get up there, I, and when you go to the pro shows, you already know what you drew. You can look at bulls up on bull stats. You, you know, you've seen them down the road. Your buddies call you. Hey, man, look what you got. Da, da, da. Don't tell them. Don't tell them a thing. Oh, man, this little bull here, he, he looks just like it's such whatever, you know, firebrand he is, and he ain't much. Well, it's all a mind game. You get in that man's head so easy. No, build him up. Because if you get out there and you steadily talking him up, talking him up, 
Later on, that guy might make it big and he's going to remember you and you're still writing and he's going to do the same thing to you, you know? We're out there, we're, we're all out there as competitors. Yep. We pet, compete against each other. But it, the, the rodeo family is so different because it's crazy. We try and talk so each other up so much, but yet we're out there trying to beat each other. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you just, when that bullet, you got to learn how to fall. Not only ride, but you got to know how to fall. Uh, you'll never learn how to get slammed. <laughs> but, <laughs> my God. Yeah, when that happens, you, you have an imprint in, in the arena. I like up north in North Dakota and stuff. They got more rocks in the, in the arena than anything. <laughs> I thought, wow, I got to land on this. But yeah. So you're saying in comparison to other sports, yes, you guys are competing against one another, but you guys actually enjoy seeing one another yeah. do well as opposed to all this stuff we see on TV and these sports, football, basketball, they're, on that they're all shit-talking yeah. one another. Yeah, I strive watching somebody make a good bull ride. Because you know what? If somebody's making a good bull ride, what are you doing? You're watching something positive. Mm-hmm. Every time you see somebody buck off, you watch something negative. Why watch negatives? If you want to be the best, go out there. And... <clears throat> okay, I'm going to tell you this. Set, your, set a goal, which you, what it is that you want to do. It's okay to change your goal in the middle of it, but don't change it. Something less. Mm-hmm. Change it up higher. Mm-hmm. Never go down. Go up higher. If you want, hey, this is this is being too easy for me. I think I can go even better. Push yourself. Okay, so you don't ever reach a goal, but look what you did at least achieve that you didn't. If you wouldn't, never started. You know, a lot of people can't even make it first step at doing whatever it is they want to do. So, well, that's good too, and that reminds me of something you told me. I mean, you knew all those uh, Brazilian boys and Adriano Moraes, right? Adriano Moraes, yes, he's a man. He's a cool cat. So very, very positive man. Very positive man. Okay, well, biblical man too. Tell him or tell us what he told you about those frames. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching some videos of my of me riding bulls. Uh, I was behind the bucket chutes, laying on my bull bag, watching on my camcorder. I was watching my replays of my bull ridings. This guy walks up. And I, I'll never forget, my, me and my grandpa, he, uh, that, was, that was his hero. He loved him some Adrian Morris. And uh, I said, Papa, is that your man crush? He said, man crush. He said, boy, I taught that man how to ride. I said, okay. <laughs> and uh, we go to a couple of them bull ridings, and I, hey, he got to meet him. And, man, they, they, they hit it off so good. And I, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Adrian would sit beside me. He said, you mind if I look? I said, no, go ahead. And I looked and said, oh, my goodness, it's Adrian Morales. What am I going to do now? <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm scared. Now he's watching me buck off. Oh, boy, this is really going to be good. You know? No, he didn't. Not one time did he give me a negative word to put me down. He told me, he said, can I show you something? I said, sure. He said, all these rides that you're watching, why are you watching it to the point that you buck off? Ride it to the back before you buck off. Stop it. Now record your next bull riding. And rewind it, go replay it. But right before you buck off, stop it. And you keep doing that all the way through that whole tape or whole CD, DVD. He said, you'll have nothing but positive bull ridings. You will see nothing but positive. you start riding positive. I thought about it. I said, man, you know, this kind of makes sense. Because you see all these guys, you know, and these girls, they go out. Man, that's a good-looking couple. Well, wait, hold on. He, everything they, anything you do in life, do stay positive because I'm gonna tell you something. Yeah. He comes out just the way, however you want. <laughs> Negative's bad. Negative, real bad. <laughs> so he gave you a different perspective. Yes, he gave me. Yes, he did. And 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 I'm glad he did because he taught me. Everybody's putting you down. It don't matter if it's joking or not. Yeah, there's people joke riding around the car, but they constantly, constantly, every time you turn around, it's just 
boosting your ego? No, it's knocking your ego down. Yeah. And you get up in there, you want everything you can to help you. Um, yeah, the real real guys that rode pro, pro bull riding, yeah, they, they're there for, for you. They're there to make you. Very nice. Well, how in the world, I mean, to someone from the outside looking in, and I guess you saw it when you were really in the thick of things, where in the hell did all these Brazilians come from and take over bull ride? Man. I mean, here we are, the American cowboy. Yeah. And they come from Brazil and take over the sport. But How did that happen? Because over there, they are some of the toughest people you'll ever meet in your life. Really? Man, dude. <clears throat> Buddy, I promise you, if you can get on the YouTube or whatever, look up some Brazilian bull riding going on. Them some tough Boy, hey, from the time they're kids, they do it for fun. They think it's, they think it's the best thing. Well, they, they live the old country style. I mean, they have nothing else. I don't, you know, I'm sure they do have something else better to do. But, man, when they get a chance, they go out there and they get on. And that's all they do every day, all day, you know. And the body physique, the, the way they're built yep. is because they don't sit on the couch all day. They don't just sit around being lazy. Them boys are tough. When I tell you tough, they're tough. I mean, straight up tough. And they don't. The, the the money wise, over there, you win a bull riding. It ain't nothing like over here. Mm-hmm. And they the they come over here and they make one big of a killing and a heck of a living. And next thing you know, they they take care of their family. I mean, they are family people. Mm-hmm. Care of that. All right. Let me ask you this: What do you think were your strong suits as a bull rider, and what were your weak suits? And would you you knew what your strengths were? Did you spend more time practicing working on your strengths or your weaknesses? Uh, I didn't really <clears throat> per se do I, You know, I thought in my head, anyway, I'm just going to go pro. Um, at first, it's kind of like, I'm going to look good. If you know, just trying to try get the feel of things. Yeah. Like, no, I was wrong. <laughs> that was a big, big, big wrong. Um, I went into doing it into the pro rodeo the wrong way, wrong way about doing things. And uh, How do you mean? Well, I went in the pro rodeo, um, doing it for the wrong reason. Okay. I quit. I quit doing it for me and want to do it for everybody else, and then realized I ain't getting nowhere in this, you know, this position. So I went to, talking to Jim Sharp, Jim Adrian, Sharp, Adrian Rice. Uh, I talked a lot. Tater Porter out of Florida. I even Cody Lambert. I mean, wow. I love it. I, that man is awesome. He talks real slow. I mean, real low and real slow. But when he tells you something, he, he means it. He, he don't get excited about much. Tough. Now, Leslie Dole, man, he's he was seven time, seventh in the world, seven times, went to the finals. And he, he's like my brother. I mean, he calls me all the time. And that man right there, you look the word try up in the dictionary, it's got that big teeth written son of a gun down right there, picture of him right there riding. And I thought to myself, you know, Leslie, you are how tall? He's six one, six two. Yep. The taller you are, it's harder to ride. It's like a wind blowing on a wind tire. Yeah. It's gonna rock. A little short guy, it ain't much for him to rock. I thought, well, if he can do it, why can't I? And finally, I just got to really studying, really studying, really studying. And as I started studying, hey, I, I got this, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's my weak. My weakness was, was uh, I love to eat. You love to I eat. I love to eat, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I, uh, when I quit riding bulls, I, it didn't take me long. I'm up in 200s. <laughs> but uh, I was 160, 170. And that was still kind of big riding bulls, you know. Um, my, I guess you'd say the, 
best part of riding bulls was uh, when I got focused. Yep. And stay focused, and I found out what it was. Then I, I stayed with that. You know, I was eating Cheerios every morning. Boy, I rode bulls like crazy. You know what I did? I I, I went bought the grocery store out in Cheerios. It might not had nothing to do with it, <laughs> but in my head it did. You know, and yeah. I, superstitious, I guess you say. But yeah. Well, speaking about that bull rider body, and then you've named some legends, Jim Sharp, mm-hmm. Cody Lambert, Tough Hedeman. And, um, yeah, here's a question I wanted to know because rodeos become so specialized. How in the world did that dang Ty Murray win all-around cowboy all those years in a row? I mean, he was... He was a badass bull rider, but he competed in those other events too, and he had to in order to win that thing. And all around, yes, he was all around. How could he, he do that? that? That's what you call nothing but pure heart. I mean, like I said, you want something bad in your heart, by God, you'll go for it. He stayed working out. He stayed okay. I'll tell you like this: this is a good way to tell you. you go into the services. Yep. They break you down to where they they to be like them. This, you won't be in the Marines, they're going to break you down like a Marine. You won't be in the Army, they're going to break you down like a Marine. You won't be a bull man, you get out there and you get on bulls every day, every day, every day, every day. You don't stop, you break that body down to where you, that's all your body knows. And everything, when you go to walking and you trip, what do you do? Automatically throw your hands up, try and catch yourself, or, you know, you know what, the, you just by reaction. Well, mm-hmm. once you start riding bulls like that, you ain't got to think about it, it all comes to you because that's something you want to do. And if it's something you love, hey, you'll do it. That time, Murray. I ain't going to say he's a freaking nature coming around bulls. He was a pure-hearted man when he comes to riding, riding bulls, riding broncs, being a cowboy. That's what he is. He is a he is a true cowboy. He ain't just a bull rider. He ain't just yeah. a bronc rider. He's a cowboy because that's what he does. Well, they used to say where he was from, Stephenville, <clears throat> or where he ended up living, that was the cowboy capital of the world or mm-hmm. the U.S. It's not that way anymore, is it? They come from everywhere. Yeah, they come from everywhere, but... When they come from everywhere, there's a college up there. Uh, Soul Ross? Uh, no, it's a, it's a, uh, oh, Tatum? Oh, no. I'm sorry, I can't think of the name. It's out of West Texas. I'm probably wrong about that. Yeah. But, but, this, this nothing but a big, nothing but big rodeo family up there. Big rodeo teams up there. Nothing but rodeo world. That's, that's Stephenville for you. Um, everybody moves over because when you, when you go to Stephenville, and you drive by it, it's like when you pass these houses made of stone, you pass these houses made rustic looking, mm-hmm. it looks, you feel like you're in a country. You know, back in the old days, you don't feel like this new stuff. And it's just, man, it's awesome. It really is. So Stephenville is the Cowboys like Nashville is the music, right? There you go. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. What is, and I mean, we're talking about a hellified sport here. Hellified way of making a living. What's the worst that you got hurt? Now, I'm not talking about injuries over time, stuff that, you know, nagging and chronic because of all the repetition of it on one ride. And, hell, you may not have even known it. I'm just talking about the one that you felt the most. The one I felt the most. Um, it's probably a bullet my daddy had. Uh, we call him Great Ghost. And uh, and then I think uh, Mr. Shane Young ended up buying the bull from Dad or, or something like that. Anyway, they got into <clears> each other somehow, but they started they started calling him Jughead or something like that. He <laughs> yeah. had a big, big old gray Simbra bull, and uh, I mean he was big. He's 
pushing two, 2,100. Big, big, big bull. He didn't have no horns. And, uh, I remember whenever I come off one time, <laughs> as I come off, he kicked me right in the sternum and Jeez. right in the hip. And there's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't wrap your hip. You, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Yeah, it hurt. And I could not hardly, I didn't think I was going to get over that. Uh, it'd be either that or either the time I busted my Achilles and my ankle and my foot stuck straight up for about three weeks and I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't even go to the doctor about it. Well, I went to the doctor, but I didn't let him do no surgery on me because I was scared then it's going to be that much longer out. You know, I wouldn't be able to get on. Well, <laughs> I thought I really messed up. I thought my ankles busted. I, I, I mean, my toes were stuck straight up to my chin. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't straighten my foot out. It, it, Damn. Me. it hurt, man, it hurt. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos podcast.